So go ahead. So why the hat? This is this is gonna do for great radio, you know. Uh, I just want to <laughs> start with that. Second, um, well, you you know me in real life, so you know this about me is that I am I'm huge. Uh-huh. I'm a I'm a tall ass dude. You you are as well. Um, which was always really funny whenever we walked around because we just were really tall dudes. Just two towering around. mofos. Yeah, and something funny actually was that you're you you, you, sh- you something that we're like I'm like a little bit taller than you, but your shoe size is bigger. I remember because you told me like once, and I just never forgot it. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker wears big ass shoes, and uh, <laughs> my clown feet. Yeah, yeah. So and also because your dad lent me shoes for your wedding, and they were like two sizes bigger than my actual size. So I had to borrow, <laughs> I had to borrow socks. So like so they would fit, uh, and I just and I just I'll never forget it. Why do I bring it up? Because because of the hat. It's because I have a big head. I have a giant head, and because of that, I always look really weird wearing hats. So I don't wear hats. And then I found this hat, and this hat looks good on me. No, so, it does. It does. No, 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 yeah. no. It was not a mock. I'm just like we're indoors yeah. right now. There's no sun out, mate. Like why why are you wearing a hat? But I mean, yeah. okay. You you know what's the worst part? This is what? not even a, a hat that should be worn in the sun because it's 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 for for context. It's a newsboy <clears> hat, <throat> and this material is like would be horrible in the in the heat. Like this this would like melt you. This is a this is a winter hat. Is that like a is that like a driver hat? Is that isn't that the phrase? It's like a newsboy hat. I think that's the, I think that's the correct term. But uh, I believe it's got it. a, and then it's got the normal mode, and then it's got it's got turbo mode. You know, it's got. So so that when I go fighting with the Russians, yeah, it's, it's 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 like it's like Crocs, you know, Crocs, you know how they have two modes, yeah. And then um, you're uh, you you've seen The Office, right? Yeah, yeah. So and then you can you can turn it around, and you're a douchebag artist. No, I'm Date Mike. Pleased to meet me. How you like your ex in the morning? <laughs> Bro! Bro! Everyone boo this man. Okay, so so now now I wear this hat. This is the hat that they give you when you're old and you've been to every pub in town. And is it. is that your 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 prize for winning the world? Then I'm just I just uh, I've just always liked hats, and I've just never been able to wear hats because <laughs> I never look good in hats. So I found a hat that fits. So I'm gonna wear the damn hat, okay? Even if we're recording. <laughs> okay. 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 I've been inside. I've been locked up inside for more than a year. So sometimes I just have to do things inside to make me still feel like a person. You know what else I did today? I'm wearing jeans. Okay. I haven't worn jeans in so long because I just need to feel like a person. Okay. I work from home. The other day I wore a suit. I to work from home just so I could feel like you know, so I could feel something. I need this goddamn vaccine, man. I need it. you. Do you want to talk about it? No, I, I want to talk about Black Widow. Let's move on. <laughs> and credits. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Thank you for welcoming us into your headphones. My name is Chema. And I'm Eddie. We're reviewing Black Widow, and this is the rollback. It's a rollback. So. AKA, they should have done this back in 2010, so we could have had a trilogy of this amazing of these amazing movies. Yeah. Don't. For the first time, I, I will not disagree with you in this one. Uh, Black Widow, she's done running from her past. Natasha Romanoff, also known as Black Widow, confronts the darker parts of her, le- of her ledger when a dangerous conspiracy with ties to her past arises. Pursued by a force that will, that will stop at nothing to bring her down, Natasha must deal with her history as a spy and the broken relationships left her left her in her wake long before she became an Avenger. So that is the summary of the movie. And that was me trying to read it because, well, unedited. (laughs) That's how you get me. So the Black Widow movie, a a dream that we only thought was going to stay a dream is finally here it arrived into our our disney plus accounts i had to pay the little the little extra fee that for premiere access but in my opinion and to summarize my thought on the movie i think it was well worth it i enjoyed the black widow movie i thought it was it, it was fun i thought this the beginning was a little slow i think the first third is not the best the best foot forward to start the movie but i think when it gets rolling and when we get down the family i think after that the movie just gets just just goes up like a roller coaster that only goes up as a as augustus waters would put it i i i liked it i liked the uh, i liked the uh, natasha i love scarlett johansson uh i was surprised by florence Pugh. Because she's always been fun in every movie that I've seen her in, and she was really good in this one. I love David Harbour, and Rachel Weisz was great as well. I think the Black Widow movie uh, was uh, was was uh, was really fun. What what did you think about it? I think it was a spectacle. I think it had great story, a lot of heart, and it was well overdue. Really fucking overdue. Um, I and the thing is, is there's no way she would have had uh, this kind of sway in 2010 um fuck man this movie should have predated wonder woman this movie should have predated fucking it should have come out the same year as man of steel in 2013 god damn this movie was amazing it was a it was a spectacle in the best way possible in every positive term i can think of really Uh, surprised that you liked it so much yeah it no but you know why though because it was so fucking grounded like it didn't I agree. <laughs> like like and I think that's part of it is like there's no fucking, you know, uh End of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well not just that. Like there's no like unibeams or fucking super soldiers like no. You and me, we're gonna go fist to fist and we're gonna see who comes out on top. Let's go, let's do this. Yeah. Um so but we, we can't we can't just jump, you know, right into the middle of it. We gotta start obviously from the beginning. Um and you you get this the you know these 90s kids you know in a neighborhood in a calvis act you know you get a glimpse into what their normal life is which they pull a pixar almost you know in 10 minutes they get me care- caring about the uh this family you know the girls talking to each other they felt like sisters you know joking and talking to each other the parents felt legit and you know it's an undercover op but like it was so expertly acted by two very talented young actresses 
if it automatically sowed the seeds of sisterhood, you know, between the two of them, you know, um, also the, the part where, you know, the family, uh, we have less than an hour, everyone pack, we're going on an adventure, go. Like, it feels like something you would tell a kid. And then when they're on the plane running and he's shooting, you know, trying to protect them or whatnot, I get it. It's partly a mission, but also I feel like there's a lot of, uh, family aspect, like genuinely like caring for each other, you know, the girl's mother gets shot and they're worried about her. They're crying for her. They're trying to protect her. Just uh, it, it that f- those first 10 minutes made you care about this family from the get go. And that is no easy feat. I agree. Um, I think uh, like, l- l- like I mentioned before, I think the beginning part of the movie is the weakest part because I feel like the movie just needs to like get, get us through this, a small short exposition and sadly i don't think it does a lot to veer away from like the cliches of like what we come to expect like we we want those cliches of course that they have to be there but i feel like it could have done something a little bit more interesting with that and i don't think it did i think it was a little i think the beginning is a little standard if i showed you the first 10 minutes of this movie and i didn't tell you it was a black widow movie would you have known no, but it's not necessarily a bad thing, though. No, like, it's not a bad thing, but but I I think it it, it lacked a little bit of person. I think the start lacked a little bit of personality. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it, the movie starts and tells you that that, that is the nineties. Let's compare it to another Marvel nineties movie. Let's talk about, uh, for example, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel was drenched in nineties. You know, uh, mm-hmm. everything from like the fashion to the music was was ever present there. And I feel like in this one, yeah, it was a little short. It was it, it was a rough start, and you didn't have to like drench it. In 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 nineties, but I didn't feel a lot of personality coming in from that start. The thing that did like get me, that was like genuinely shocking, was like when the family is escaping, and David Harbor uh, lifts up this like tank mm-hmm. to when they're oh, when they're gonna escape in the plane, mm-hmm. like. I, I just finished watching it with my sister and with my parents and uh, and that moment like we're like what the fuck like he, why is he super strong they they haven't explained that what the hell so he's super strong and then they explain to you oh he's he's also a super soldier you know like Captain yeah. America and uh, but that moment was like that that was the moment that like hooked me mm. like from there well also I didn't know if they'd make it or not. Like genuinely, I, w- I wasn't sure because it's like, okay, wait, so are they going to go with the Russians or are they on the run because they got they got found, you know? Because uh, I thought this was post-Red Room, so I'm like, okay, maybe she's a rogue agent. What the fuck are they going to do with this? You know, I, I didn't know if they were going to make it. So there was some stress. There was actually a stress game there, which is hard, but good job. And yeah. then from there, I mean, shit got... It got dark real fast. The, the the there was child trafficking, which is a pretty dark way to fucking go. I mean, props to them to to bring like a real world issue into like you know into public view. Fuck, I did not. I think this might be the darkest opening to a Marvel movie ever. And then you get this haunting rendition of "Smells Like Teen Spirit," you know, played to this beautifully edited intro credits of you know, global catastrophes, global catastrophes happening and what the Black Widow program has to do with it, the Red Room program has to do with it. You see these assassination soldiers, you get pictures of presidents, you know, with the main villain, with Derikoff. Derikoff? Derikoff. Yeah. Um, masterfully edited, you know, as a guy that has to fucking edit things, 
fucking bravo, mate. Bravo. Like a piece of art. Goddamn. Uh, by itself. And again, it's it sets the tone for what is going to be... Uh, it has the feel of a great spy thriller, which is, I think, the best kind of superhero that you can movie that you can have. The best superhero movies are not necessarily superhero movies. They're a form of film that happened to feature a superhero. The Dark Knight is a great crime thriller that happens to feature Batman, the Joker, and Two-Face. This movie feels like... Uh, or oh, Civil War. Not Civil War, I'm sorry. Um, the Winter Soldier feels yeah. like a great spy thriller that happens to feature Captain America and Black Widow and the Winter Soldier. You know, like it, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. The best movies are masquer. The best superhero movies are masquerated from another genre into the superhero genre. I'm pretty sure the Batman is going to be a mystery thriller. It's going to be I great. I hope it is. Yeah. yeah. But, but like, so this movie has that feel. It feels like a spy thriller and it feels great. It's not like they just slapped on Black Widow onto it and it was like, okay, this will work. Like, no, it feels proper. It feels great. Yeah, I feel like in the same way that Spider-Man, like Homecoming is like a good teen film and also a superhero film. This is also like a good spy, spy movie that's also a superhero film. Yeah. And I like how they make those comparisons. There's this great scene where uh, where Natasha and Yelena are walking into this little store and they're, they're talking while they're buying supplies. And she makes this comparison about how... Um, you know, ah, oh, you're an Avenger, but like you're in a different league than than the other Avengers. And Black Widow goes like, "What do you mean?" She's, she's like, "I'm pretty sure the God of Thunder doesn't buy Tylenol at the end of the day after a fight." Yeah, like, <laughs> with, like you're different. Yeah, and I kind of I I like the comparison because you know we are they they are living in a post Civil War world. The Avengers are divorced as they as they as they put it in the movie. And um, just so we can close out on the on the uh, on the first third, I'm surprised that you that you liked the the opening sequence with the the, the title sequence with the smells like Teen spirit. I thought it was really cheesy. Really? Um, yeah. Hey, shit got dark, man. It's like fuck. Like like they're got, setting the tone. It got dark, but uh, I don't know for some reason. Uh, and 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 this is not a, depri- a depriment. I like I mentioned before. I like the movie. I think it's fun. It's just that first third to me was like a little rough to get through. Like I knew I was gonna get through through good stuff, but was not a big fan of the fir- of that first. And that includes that little uh, opening sequence because I thought it was a little. I'll be honest. I, I thought it was a little cheesy. But and you know me, I like cheese. But I thought this was like a little too on the nose and. Mm-hmm. You know, you know me. I like I like a little bit more subtlety and not like Snyder uh, uh, subtlety. So um, yeah, it's it's different. But I think the rest of the movie definitely like makes up for it. And uh, so after that, after we see the the, the entrance and the, the family escape, we see uh, we jump to post the events of, of of Civil War, and we see that uh, Black Widow is on the run, and she kind of uh, bumps into again with uh, her little sister. Elena, played by a future Academy Award winner, Florence Pugh. I, 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 I can guarantee you that. Um, I love Florence Pugh. I've loved her in every single movie. I loved, I loved her in Fighting With My Family. I loved her in Little Women. I loved her in Midsommar. And she was great in this, too. And she kind of looks like she's going to keep popping up in these movies, you know? Well, um, we'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that yeah. later because there are some spoilers to come. But um, yeah. So I, I liked, uh, I also wanted to compliment them on the whole show don't tell thing. Cause yeah. you can tell when she gets hit with the red mist, she's like, oh my God, like you see the, the, the flip of the switch and everything she does. 
And uh, props to them. You know, they weren't just like, oh, I'm not under mind control anymore. Like, that sounds yeah. like some stupid shit another movie would have pulled. No, they were very smart about it. And I think part of it also has to do with Scarlett Johansson being uh, one of the main producers of this movie. She's like, no, I'm going to have a say because I've played this character for 10 years. I know the way I want to do it. I know the way it can be played in a proper manner. Um, in wrestling, I'm going to jump to wrestling just for a brief moment. Yep. The best promos typically come when you let someone off the leash. When you just say, hey, you know your character better than I ever will. Here's a mic. Go do your job. You know? Yeah. Just let Scarlett Johansson kind of... She didn't direct the movie, obviously, but to steer it, let her steer it in a certain manner, I think it was it was the best thing that this movie could have done. It was very healthy for it. Um, she probably knows the character better than anyone else, so... Yeah. yeah. Well, so, quick question. Um, for you, did yeah. it start to pick up when Taskmaster first shows up? Well, I have a complicated relationship with Taskmaster. Um... I like Taskmaster's introduction, even though it was like a little bit mysterious. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like they just show Taskmaster on trailers and we're supposed to be like, okay, that's Taskmaster. I know Taskmaster because I played the Spider-Man PS4 game. This is a very different Taskmaster from that from that one. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I, it started to pick up a little bit there when she's in Norway and she's uh, she's escaping. To me, the movie starts to come together when like the family gets together. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, it's just it's just a setup. Like to me, if the movie would have started uh, with uh, Black Widow in Norway, like escaping, mm-hmm. like if they hadn't even showed them as kids, to me that would have worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think this the, the in fact I think it would have helped that we would have grounded the film a little bit more and it would, would have made it a little shorter not that the movie is long as long as like two hours ten minutes mm-hmm. it doesn't feel two hours and ten minutes it feels like an hour thirty minutes it feels really short yeah. um, because it connects really well but uh, yeah to me the movie starts to really get its form when uh, Florence Pugh and David Harbour and Rachel Weisz start, uh, start to get introduced um, um, but with Taskmaster, uh, I, I I didn't love how Taskmaster was handled, mm-hmm. but mostly because I know it as a very a, a villain that could have you know had the legs to keep showing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to me, the way that it was used, the way that Taskmaster was used in this movie was like a little throwaway. Mm-hmm. Like I would have liked Taskmaster to be used like a little bit more. Not just here, especially because I know that it shows up in like Spider-Man properties and Daredevil properties, and uh, it just—I mean, what they did with it was, you know, a nice twist. But I feel like they could have done a little bit more, you know. They didn't have to use Taskmaster. They could have used someone of their super soldier by the name of like, you know, White Widow or something. I don't know. Yeah. And okay, fair enough. I, I can get that. Um, I I don't know. I thought that bridge action sequence was amazing. Um, I loved the 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 part where she gets taskmaster hooks it to the hooks oh yeah uh, her to the bridge and then it like flips backward and swings back with the knife kind of like almost spider-man style yeah that action sequence was fucking amazing the whole thing and they did such a great job of showing taskmaster using uh signature moves from other avengers that we've seen several times to where yeah. even someone from a normal audience is like what the fuck like yeah from the sharp claws when uh when uh she's fighting uh red guardian to um, to the shield, Captain America shield, to the leg flip that Romanoff uses. You know that famous scene where you know the, the yeah. twist and the flip. Same yeah. fucking scene, but this time Romanoff has it done to her. And she's like, "What the hell is this?" 
Yeah. And even the swing was a bit like Spider-Man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, I, I, I like that sequence to me. That's a taskmaster as someone who is not to be fucked with. And I absolutely. respect that. Um, and then from there, uh, let's see. There's the fight in Budapest in the safe house between the two sisters. And at that point, I, I even put down in my notes, and I'm going to quote myself here. Uh, fuck, I don't think even Chris Evans got that physical. Because, man, they fight. And you feel it. And it's very close quarters combat. You feel the punches. You feel the hits. It's, I think, possibly some of the best fight scenes that we've seen in a Marvel movie ever. And I understand... I know the gravity when I say that. I feel pretty comfortable in saying it, though. Like, And I understand some of these movies have nothing but long action fight scenes. But these are up there, especially in one-on-one fights. Like, Cap never took it to Bucky the same way that these two sisters went at each other. Mm-hmm. I got no problem I, saying that. I love the fight between the two of them because... Um, see, I'm not a girl and I don't have a... And I would like us... I, I do have a sister and and like we've gotten into fights you know as you know siblings get but i feel like when it's two girls i feel like that that's like a very specific kind of fight and yeah and that felt a little too real and it was fun because they were like they were fighting like siblings did but they also fighting like super spice too and i thought it added a little bit of spice to that and i thought it was really fun so there are a few aspects in this that I really enjoyed about their sisterly uh, relationship. And I think one of the yeah. reasons I really loved it was because it reminded me of my sisters a bit. The way they interacted, the way they fought, the way they argued, the way they talked to each other. Yeah. Um, like, for example, in Budapest, it, when they're fighting and, you know, the older ones, like, like they're choking each other out. They're like, truce, truce. <laughs> they're fucking sisters, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, you know, when they're running and they're kind of, even when they're running, they're still shit talking each other, you know, like, oh, you know, put your safe on whatever. Why are you driving? This is like, you're on the run from like a master assassin that's trying to massacre you. Yeah. But none the goddamn less, you're still like, oh, gee, <laughs> you're on the run from a, from a world-class spy that's trying to assassinate you. But even then, even at that point, um, you're still arguing. It's petty and stupid, but it's what sisters would fucking do. Yeah, it's accurate. Like they're yeah. on that. Uh, yeah. they but, have really good chemistry these two, and they, yeah, yeah, they manage well, that very well. Well, also their action sequences were always like on point. There's not a bad fight in this whole movie at all. Even like, there's no point. Um, in addition to all that, though, I really enjoyed uh, besides the chemistry. The, the smartness, the techniques that they used um, when they're on the run from Taskmaster and uh, is it Yelena, right? Yeah, or Helena. Yeah. When she's bleeding all over the floor and, you know, even Romanov is like, hey, like, don't, don't, uh, don't stop the bleeding yet. Like, keep going, keep going. They get down to the bottom. Uh, they kind of leave a trap for a Taskmaster, just, you know, a false sense of security. Um, and they're hiding in the train, uh, in the, the train station in the in the vents and she's like me and cliff hit here for two days that's a great fucking callback i don't know if you remember that that was in the avengers yeah you know and those moments i just i man i really enjoy this movie like there, there was yeah. so much to enjoy especially if you're a fan yeah i liked it there was a to me the the greatest fight sequences in a marvel property still is like something like daredevil like to me that's oh, like, like the hallway the, fight scenes 
and there's one in every season and they're always amazing. Okay. So to me, that's, that's the feat to beat, you know? Uh, but when it comes to superhero movies, I'm going to throw a, a, a little curveball to you. To me, the greatest choreographed superhero movie, Birds of Prey. To me, the fight sequences in Birds of Prey are the most fun, energetic, and entertaining that I've seen in any superhero movie ever. Uh, this is a close. This is close. Uh, not gonna lie, this is this was uh, this was close, but I feel like those were very dynamic. And while I feel like this one's the, the one that stands out the most to me is the fight between uh, Romanoff and, and Yelena. To me, that that fight in Budapest is like, especially then the chase and when they're both like helping each other to like take down that pole and then jump into into the other place. To me, that's great. Um, and then for and then when, when they go in and release the 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 father figure. Uh, the the Red Guardian. Mm. Um, once again, I have to cut back to Daredevil. I just remember that scene in season two when the Punisher is leaving the the, the prison and he has that amazing like ten minute long fight scene against against everyone. That that's like to me that's the feat to beat again. Mm -hmm. And um, oh, I liked it, man. I like I like the 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 action in the film. It's, it's just that it's so weird to have two years without a Marvel movie that like, I almost forgot how it felt to watch one, you know, uh, to watch a new one. And uh, this one, you know, I, I was ready to see this because it didn't feel like it was going to further the plot. That's what the shows are for right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I enjoy just seeing the action and seeing this character because at the end of the day, I liked that the movie was not like an end of the world or like a live or die situation. And it kind of feels like uh, Natasha's death at, at, at the in, in Endgame feels more well earned because she got to close this chapter in her life. You know, she thought this business was closed, it didn't, and now it gave her a chance to 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 close that out. She finished; she's done with the with, with the Red Room, and she freed all these women. That's great. Uh, so now it feels even better to know that oh, she died and she didn't leave that hanging. She got to fulfill that. And um, yeah, I, that's why I like this movie. It's a little bit simpler. It's shorter. It's centered on like that one mission. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what the movie needed to be. It didn't need, like you mentioned, it didn't need to be a beam to the sky thing. It just needed to be a mission. And we got the mission and the mission accomplished. Triple S rank. Triple A? No. I think the was bodyguard. I was I was referencing like Sonic games, but okay, <laughs> that too. Yeah. Um, so, quick question um, before yeah. we continue: Do you think that if Taskmaster if Taskmaster was against Bucky, who do you think would have won? Oh, the Bucky. You think so? Because Taskmaster yeah. has everyone, like not just like a few. Like Taskmaster can do anything. Yeah, but Bucky has you know hair. And now Taskmaster can pull. If anything, he has the vibranium arm. That's the one advantage he's got. Uh, remember that uh, during this time, if this is post uh, Civil War, uh, Bucky is like asleep, so he's uh, he's knocked out during this uh, canonically. So what you're so, saying is Taskmaster would win in a fight? I mean, in the same way that I would win in a fight. <laughs> Against a sleep, no, we would lose. Bucky would hear us coming all the way. So, yeah. so let's jump to the prison with the, the breakout sequence where you know Romanoff and uh, Elena. Elena. 
Yelena, Yelena. Uh, break out the Red Guardian. Their their father. I'm, father I, I, don't know, I don't know if you can see, but like I'm using like ten quotation marks here. Father figure. Yeah. Um, and they bust him out of jail. Um, One of my favorite like humor parts of the movie was uh, Yelena making this little quips, these little comments through the entire film, and she made this comment about how how do you what do you always make that pose when when you land? Which, yeah. Which, <laughs> which uh which we now know as uh thanks to deadpool we now know as like superhero landing yeah it's really bad it's really bad on your knees and uh <laughs> and yeah uh I, I love those quips and then she does it and then she goes, goes like she loves to pose and then she does a pose and she's like this is ridiculous like it's stupid <laughs> i'm never gonna do this yeah um, but yeah i like the scene yeah the, those little moments though make the world though they, there's another moment where there she's telling her about See this vest. This vest is the first time thing I've ever bought myself. It's the first decision I've ever made. I love and, the vest. I love the vest conversation where she's like, she's like, look at all these pockets. They're so useful. Because like, <laughs> you, you know what else? That is also a conversation that siblings would have. Like that is though. That's what makes this so matter so much, man. Is like those little scenes make the world. Not everything has to be about the plot, you know. Yeah. And that that's part of what I want more in movies and what I I enjoyed about this one. Sometimes I know it's, and I think I've made this joke, or made this phrase. It's fat. It's not needed, but it helps. It's you juicy. It, yeah, it's juicy. Yeah, it helps, man. It yeah. makes you give a shit more about the characters. If it was nothing but plot, you could probably cut like what, fifteen minutes worth of dialogue for this movie. If you if you only want plot, but no, those extra moments of dialogue and talking and joking and chatting and laughing. You know, uh, what was that stupid Rob Thomas song? Uh, Our lives are made in these small hours. It's the little moments that matter, you know? And those moments matter. Sometimes you reference the most random thing. <laughs> I, I, and like, I, I'm for it. I'm for it. But like, I, I don't know. It, it, it just reminds me how like how, how much and how little I know you. So <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, you know me, I'm way more of a dialogue person than, than, than I am an action person. So I appreciated those moments, like those moments mean the world to me. Um, so when they go to to, to free up uh, the Red Guardian, first of all, let's talk about David Harbour. I mean, everyone loves him since Stranger Things. I mean, he plays such a sweet, stern character. And then he comes back to play another sweet, stern character, father figure in this one. And uh, he's great. Uh, I, I, I really enjoy him as a, as a performer. Uh, I, I was one of like the 15 people that saw the, the, the Hellboy remake with, with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, the, the movie was not good, but he was good in it when they let him do things. I think he he had a, the, there's this one moment in the Hellboy movie where he gets one line that's so uniquely Hellboy mm-hmm. that uh, it made me cheer. Uh, there's this one moment where he's fighting against this. Uh, have you seen it? No, but I think you've told me about it. He's fighting Mila Jovovich, and she's like, "We can yeah. be together." Yeah, he's like, "I'm a Capricorn, and you're a crazy bitch." That's the one. Yeah, yeah, that's the line. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of that line. Just, that's that's. Uh, you know, the movie was not good, but we'll always have that line, you know. And you know how they say that we'll always have Paris, we'll always have, I'm a Capricorn and you're a crazy bitch. Um, big fan of that line. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so big fan of uh, of David Harbour. And uh, did, did you saw him in, in SNL by any chance? 
No, actually, I did not. Okay, so you know how SNL sometimes will make like fake trailers for movies that don't exist? Yeah. He made, they made this sketch that's like, we'll come back to the movie in a second. I just need to talk about this because I think you're going to really like it. They made like the trailer for the for Joker, like for the Joker movie, but instead of Joker, he's Oscar the Grouch from Sesame Street. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so they make like this super edgy R-rated version of Sesame Street, and he's the he's Oscar the Grouch, like the one that comes out of the trash. I'll I'll show it to you after we finish, but like it's amazing. I feel like I do actually need to see this. <laughs> I'll, I'll show it to you when we finish. Um, so yeah, so David Harbor is great and he, this character that he plays also great really funny uh this uh really stern father figure he reminded me kind of like the dad from mitchell's versus the machines like this this uh you could tell he's a very loving father who's just very in his own in his own World. character you know he he kind of misses his glory days but he he really you can really tell he really cares about these girls and about uh and about uh, uh, Rachel Weiss. So I liked him. So when they break him out of, uh, out of the prison, the first thing he does is like, oh, my girls, you know, you, you come here to save me. And then immediately they go like, shut up. Tell us about the Red Room, you know, straight <laughs> well, to business. And he's like, you two have killed so many people. <laughs> Your ledgers are dripping with blood. I'm so proud. I'm uh, sorry for the really, really poor accent, folks. Uh, I hope I didn't. I hope that doesn't offend anyone. But if it does, you can tweet me at I don't give a fuck. Twitter.com. Yeah, I, we're blo- we're blocked in Russia. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I should know that. I feel like we. I feel like if we weren't, we are now. Eh, fuck Putin. Anyway, um, you're welcome. You're welcome for that soundbite, future me. Um, so I'm not gonna say anything because I am genuinely terrified of Vladimir Putin. So I'm just I'm not, not gonna say anything. That makes fifty uh, percent of the rollback. <laughs> um, yeah. So no. Okay. Um, what was I gonna say? Actually, he. I didn't hate fun, his character. Right? I didn't okay. hate his character, but he kind of annoyed me. Like he really. Let, let me explain. Let me explain. <clears throat> and we all know someone like this, you know, certain individuals. Um, he would not shut the fuck up about his glory days. And have you ever just... met? Have you ever met a dad? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you know what? My dad wasn't like that. Okay. But I've met 50-year-old men that won't shut the fuck up about, man, if he had just made that one catch, he would have gone to state. Aren't you like, don't you have kids in college? Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. You're, you were never going to go pro. I'm sorry. You don't have the athletic capability. Uh but no, like that's just the thing. Like, and and I I know that's a trope. I know that's a funny trope to some people. I yeah. find it just really fucking annoying because I'm because like, not a week goes by I don't deal with one of those shitheads that's just like, yeah, back in my glory days. I don't give a fuck about your glory days. I'm sorry. <laughs> if your glory days were more than fifty percent of your life ago, you're you're wasting away, man. You there's only these precious few years you have left in this little fist of yours. You're dying. You only have this fistful of years left, Brian. You're dying, Brian. You're dying. That was targeted. 
But okay, so yeah, I, think, I think you get my point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and look, I would agree with you if he wasn't so so charismatic and he didn't have that scene where like I'm I'm talking right now to give you a second to compose yourself and uh and, oh, you can't and, uh, see it, I'm crying over here. Yeah. So we get to a moment where like the, the, the Black Widow family is trying to, you know, have some dinner and trying to, to catch up. And, and, you know, Natasha's immediately down to business and this offense, uh, little sister Florence Pugh, and she goes, she storms into her room and then uh and then uh red guardian goes go, goes after her and he's tried to talk to her and and she's just not having any of it which is a conversation that every daughter has had with her father at some point in their lives i can guarantee it and then there's this very sweet moment where harbor just sits in this chair across from her and starts singing this song that she really liked that, that I played at the start, which was the the, the American Pie by, by Don McLean. And right in that moment, they just look at each other and they start singing together. And I love that scenes like that. Uh, to me, that was a very effective use of like uh, memory and song. It made the flashback scene worth it and it made them reconnect. And I, I, I love scenes like that. To me, uh, if you found him annoying at the, uh, at the start, I would be inclined to agree with you if that scene did not exist. Uh, no. To me, that scene saved him. You're not wrong. He did redeem himself. I just found that one part of his ad character annoying, the whole fucking glory days thing. Yeah. Um, but no, you're not wrong. He had a heart. And by the end, you know, him crying and wanting to apologize to Romanoff, you know, when they when yeah. he thought they were caged right next to each other. Yeah. Um, no, moments like that, I can appreciate that. Like, you know, that's heartfelt. He's trying to make amends. Yeah. Um, and then we meet up with the mother. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. This is a. This shit gets complicated real fast. Yeah. Um, I kind of like the scene where they, 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 they see each other again and then he puts on the suit and then she, and then they're kind of like eyeing each other. And it's like, it's like, oh, we pretended, but you know. We did. Where there's where there's smoke, there was fire. So, oh god, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I like the little looks that, the, 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 that they give each other. Like I, I can sense that there was a history, and they, they don't dwell into it a lot. But I, I liked it, and which that connects to another scene where uh, there's the two of them, and he's about to fight Taskmaster, and then he goes like, "In case, in case we never see each other again, I have to tell you." And then he just turns, he's like, "Oh, you left." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love those little things. It's like deadpan humor, yeah. but it's funny. That, that shit's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Um, I read that uh, apparently Harbor based his performance on Ricky Gervais from the from the UK version of The Office. Mm-hmm. So you can tell, like, he's kind of <laughs> like awkward and like a little cringe, but really funny. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, we don't get too much of the cringe, so it's not bad. Yeah. Um. So, all right. What did you think of Mil- uh, Melena? Was Melina? The, is it Mal- Melina? Yeah. Melina, yeah. Um, sorry, I'm just looking for the pronunciation. So, what did you think of her character? I really liked her in, in a general term. You know, um, she... How do I say this without getting too dark? She's been in too long, if you yeah. know what I mean. You know, and she even says, like, they've they cycled me through the Red Room four times before I, you were even born. 
Like I've yeah. I've been through my fair share of shit. She seems like someone who's has some ghosts. She's been through some hell. She, you know, she even says it herself, like, I don't know how to think for myself, mm-hmm. which is kind of scary and kind of terrifying and a little too real. Yeah, not too real, but you, you get what I mean? You, you get the signs of it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm beating around the bush, but you get what I'm going, what I'm getting. Absolutely. At. And, uh, you know, the movie's not afraid to go there. You know, it's like the grassy, they go there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I I liked her, uh, but I thought out of the four of them, she was the one that was, to me, that was the least interesting one, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, it shouldn't be a competition. And that's not the way that the movie should be seen. But I feel like it's the one that we hear about the least. Um, and that's where I think one of my main problems with the movie comes up, which is that the, all four of them, you know, could have their own movie. They're all interesting enough. And I just wish we had seen like a little bit more of each of them. Like the Red Guardian is a super soldier. That's enough to carry a movie, you know, and we see him and we kind of just see him as a side character. And then it ends and the movie ends and he just leaves and it's like, okay, there goes another super soldier just free into the world, you know? Um, I wonder what Captain America he mixed it up with. Are we talking Captain America, the Elijah from, from Winter Soldier? It's possible. It's possible. I, I would like to see that feature. Yeah. That would be really fucking dark, but I would like to see that feature. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't know, because for example, I think about, uh, you. I mean, you, you, you're going to love this. Uh, you know, Superman, Red Sun, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's basically Captain America, Red Sun. You know. Yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, so I want to hear that story. You know, I want to hear that. You know, and uh, he's cool. He's a cool side character for this movie. But now it's like, oh, now there's another super soldier, kind of loose, kind of like on the loose. Mm-hmm. Like that should be a bigger deal than what it is. And you know, as a, you know, he was fun. He was a fun side character. But now I'm just thinking super soldier just loose out in the world like <laughs> he, and, and he's tattooed and he's and he's uh he's wearing a red ass suit you know he's, he's... i mean i yeah. wouldn't i wouldn't have mind uh seeing uh an in his prime you know uh red guardian versus captain america i would not mind seeing them in their prime mix it up but sadly yeah. david harbour cannot hold a candle to chris evans i'm sorry it's not a fair comparison but also fucking USSR collapsed. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying one of our civilizations collapsed earlier than the other. <laughs> oh god. Uh, <laughs> getting too meta, huh? I I'm not I, I'm not American, so I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not in this in this dick measuring contest you have with Russia. I don't care about that. <laughs> I, I, Look, I one of there. us one of us got to the moon first, and it wasn't them. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> no, you no, you you, you did go to the moon. That's that that, that that's hundred percent real. Yeah, yeah. Wink, wink. I mean, as far as we know, there's a. Uh, so. In this, this Black Widow, there's a, there's a scene where, um, yeah, so they break you out of prison, they reunite, and then they go in and, and go to the Red Room, which they make this change that are really like, it's in the sky. It's a spaceship, pretty much. It's like a helicarrier from S.H.I.E.L.D. 
except yeah. that it's you know really phallic and uh, it's it's just kind of floating in space yeah <laughs> well and, if you notice they use the same thing that loki used to take down the helicarrier in in avengers same strategy fuck it take out one of the engines yeah and it and it works you know if it ain't broke you don't fix it and i want to talk a little bit about the villain i want to talk a little bit about uh his name is uh asshole number one not like the actual like Drakeoff. uh Drakeoff. Ray Weinstein as Drake. Yeah. yeah. Um what a terrifying presence. I mean they do this really cool thing with the cinematography where they always show shot him like really close. Like his face is always really close. And not to insult him, but he comes off as very gross. In a good way. I mean, he comes off as like this very dangerous, very slow talking, very uh, slimy, like almost snaky character that, uh, you know, if he was a real life person, he he could pass as like a very perverted movie producer. Like he was, I was about to say, oh, he reminds horrifying. me of a certain Weinstein guy. Yeah, he was horrifying. And, you know, that, I, 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 you know, Marvel villains have this thing where, like, they tend to be very low-key and kind of forgettable. I'm not going to forget this guy. He was terrifying to the core. You know, he always got really close to the face of anyone that he was talking to. And, you know, you could see that. He the broke sweat. the bubble. He broke yeah. the bubble. Yeah, he was kind of, he was, I was very uncomfortable watching it, you know? Well, because also, like, by the time he starts doing that to Romanoff, it's already very clear. He's like, shoot me. And she's like, I fucking can't can. like, stab me that what the hell and he's and he's like you can't hurt me and the second you know that that veil of protection is on him every time he gets close it makes you feel uncomfortable every time he gets you know like inches away from her face you're just like fuck this guy it feels almost offensive you yeah. know like 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 get your get the fuck away from her that kind of thing and yeah. i think that's what they're going for and if that was what they were going for it worked mission accomplished motherfuckers yeah um it and creates a creates an, just an aura of like uncomfortableness, and uh, he reminds me of some yeah. douchebag that used to be like the, the president, I think. <laughs> some asshole, some like six foot one Cheeto looking motherfucker. Which you know what? I take that back. That's an insult to all cheese based products. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about that. Some orange piece of shit is what I'm getting at. I, I don't think they add the thing they add to Cheetos is actual cheese, I think it's like a cheese adjacent product <laughs> it, they can call it cheetos cheetos so drink all week so yeah drink off, drink uh, book off uncomfortable as hell you know uh which i think is effective and um he did not get yeah. the death he deserved though um i agree he, he it should have been worse and it should have been romanoff it was it was kind of satisfying though, but like uh, on, on on how kind of quick it was, and um, were you okay? So uh, I need to ask you something here. Um, in all of the all of the trailers and all the posters and everything, they never revealed who played Taskmaster. Uh, I remember I, I, I was I would check IMDb or Wikipedia or Letterbox or, or anything, and nowhere it would say who's playing uh, um, Taskmaster. And they did it on purpose. So I, I was thinking it's either one of these two. Either it's someone that nobody, either it's someone that nobody knows and nobody cares to say because it's, they're probably not famous enough or whatever, or it's going to be like a surprise reveal. Mm -hmm. 
were you surprised by the reveal? Yes. Because, okay, instinctively, I thought it was going to be a dude. That's the first thing. Because okay. Taskmaster is in the comics a dude. You know, yeah. the, the at least the, the canonical version that's typically used is male. So, one, I was not expecting a female, like, at all. Um, I guess to add to it, yeah, no, I, I, I was not expecting that at all. Um, yeah. Could have been maybe a clone. Imagine, imagine fucking a clone of Chris Evans or something. Like, oh, this is not supposed to exist, but it does. Mm-hmm. I I was way more shocked that it was his daughter. Like that to me was the real shock. Like, oh, you found a way to like th- this. That to me was when it got real dark. Like that. Damn, like, that's some demented like shit. Well, yeah. if, if there's any real way to like get it like further across the board that this fucker is evil, he turned his daughter into his like kingpin assassin, which. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, really? Really? This poor little girl? Which, I mean, to be fair, they did a really good job of building Romanoff and her regret. Because remember, she did cause the event. She did cause the bombing that would have that would have and should have killed her. Yeah. You know, not excusing it, but like she has to like she has to face her demon. Imagine the the nervousness you get for when you have to go and apologize to your parents or something like you know the imagine looking at the person you thought you assassinated like fucking 12 years ago like oh last time i saw you you were like a third your age like half your size and you're on fire my bad how do you apologize man i'm asking you oh <laughs> uh. Oh God, no! I don't know. I don't know. I grew up Catholic, so you know we don't apologize. We just, you know, we just die. <laughs> no, we feel a lot of guilt. Catholic guilt. Have you have you seen that joke where they go like, uh, "I don't believe in 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 uh, in guilty pleasures because I, because I grew up Catholic and to me guilt is a pleasure." And God damn it. yeah, that's kind of that, that's kind of how, how how I feel about that. I feel like that was a bit of a cop out, if I'm honest, because do, do we have this. Master? No, uh, there's this scene. There's a scene where uh, Natasha explains to Yelena how she killed, and to her knowledge, she killed uh, Dracov and the daughter, like when she blew up that you know w- with that bomb. And now we, the audience, we have to carry with the fact that we know that Natasha did some heinous things, but that she murdered a child. And now we have to be like, oh, do we still like her? She murdered a child. And then they're like, oh, no, she didn't kill her. She's alive. So, you know, we good. <laughs> and I don't know. It kind of reminded me of kind of what it did. Did, did you ever watch the, the Star Wars, uh, the, the Han Solo movie? No. Okay. Um, so it, throughout the entire Star Wars canon, we know that, oh, Han Solo was a smuggler. And he was a thief. And oh, he did heinous things. And that's kind of why we like him. You know, he was like, oh, this rebel, uh, smart Alec character. We like him because of that. And then when we saw the solo movie, it's like, okay, like he did like one robbery, but then he's like, oh no, this is bad. I'm morally great, but I'm more white than black. And I didn't like that because he was like, the, uh, it, took it, away from it. it kind of felt like they were afraid to show him like doing something bad. 
like he, like he was gonna spit on this perfect image of like oh Han Solo is like kind of morally gray but he's more white than black and it's like no let him be a little bit black you know and with this it kind of felt like that it, it kind of felt like a cop out like what if she had murdered that child and now she has to carry with that and now we the audience we have to carry that and decide if that was right or wrong or maybe it's neither you know we have to we have to think about that and think critically and compare ourselves to what we have done in that situation but then they just let her off the let her off the of the news like oh no she's alive don't worry and oh she forgives you oh you know she because like the first thing she does when she uh gets her when, when she does the little uh, red mist thingy the first thing she does is she asks like is he gone and then he goes like yeah he's gone it's like oh you're free you know you're good like she's still trying to kill you, girl. Like, well, no, I mean, you got to remember though. Like, granted, that happened. What's worse, yeah. an assassin tries to kill you, your father turns you into this monster super soldier, and you remember all the murders that you had to commit. I'm not saying one is better than the other, but I'm saying the conversation is worth having, and we can't have that conversation if she's alive. Fair. Okay, I'll take. Yeah, that's fair criticism. Yeah. Um. Oh my also, God. Every, every once in a while, I can sound so smart in this show. Like, God, I'm so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, it's funny. Yeah. I also put down in my notes here for Drakov. Such a tiny man, such a dick of a villain, though. <laughs> I, uh, I love that scene where I, after he explains the plan and she goes, yeah, you're doing that from your small little console. Like, yeah. like you might as well hurt this man's pride, you know. Like, <laughs> well. Uh, also, like I knew she was pulling a Romanoff when when he he was punching her. I was like, no, nah, there's a reason for this. There's a fucking yeah. reason that she wants him to hit him. Because yeah. otherwise, it, this is this is a little. She wanted him to break her break her nose. Yeah. And she's like, you can't even fucking do that. Bah! And she wow. breaks her own yeah. nose. And she's like, now I can't smell your pheromones. Let's go. Yeah. Um, I just wish she had killed him faster. She she should have been the one to get the kill in that aspect for the all the hell he caused. She should have gotten it, or all the Black Widow should have been like, no, nah, we're gonna make this slow and painful. Like all like 20 of them. Yeah. Like, nah, we're gonna make this last for, for a minute or two. Um, which fucking I thought it was gonna get a little overwhelmed, but it turned out to be a decent fight scene when it's Romanov versus what like 10 Black Widows, and she shows, no, I'm the best. And fucking watch me prove it. Yeah. And, and uh bear in mind, these women are fighting against their will, but y- you get the point. Yeah. Um and just as they're about to kill her, they finally overwhelm her, like all 10 of them. Uh, Elena manages to you know, save them all. And then we're off to the races for the final, for the climax of the act. Yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty entertaining movie. Pretty entertaining uh, climax to this. Uh, the fight, I, I, I made this joke when, uh, so when Florence Pugh kind of like throws the, the little sticks into the, 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 the thingy and makes the whole thing explode uh and she goes away like flying and then black widow like jumps to save her and put, puts her in the in the uh the thingy you can tell that english is not my first language uh the, the, the parachute the yeah the parachute um i made this little joke because like it looks like florence Pugh is gonna die and then when she's saved, I, I turned to my sister and then, uh, and then I, I just went, you're not going to die. You're going to be in like at least six more of these, bitch. You, you, have, you, have, a, you have yourself a marble contract. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 
uh, yeah, she ain't going nowhere. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so she goes, so she goes after her, and she's saying, and then Black Widow, you know, she gets to have her little fight with with Taskmaster until you know the fer- the 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 little mist uh, kind of frees her. And uh, maybe I didn't get it, but there's this one scene that I didn't get. So at the end, all the widows get to escape, and you know they all say their their goodbyes, and then um, they're coming to get her. They're, they're coming to get Black Widow. Do we just assume that she escapes at the end, or fuck yeah, she gets away? Come on. I mean, yeah, I I guess it makes sense, but like I don't know. They 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 just kind of cut cut to her being caught. And then they just cut to her escaping again. And, uh, and she's blonde now, which we know because we saw in Figure War. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. She, yeah. uh, the ending of the movie made sense. I just wish there could have been more of it. Like, I wish there was more to, to the series. Um, you know, Dragoff gets killed. I think he deserved a worse death. Oh, also, did you notice they pulled a Godzilla on us? Um, Which Godzilla? The, the 2014. Did you notice there were scenes in the trailer that were not included, but they were that was done to preserve the the twist? Because remember, there's a, I'm going to use quotation marks here, twist, where uh, Melina, the mother, and Romanoff switch places. They have that, you know, there's yeah. a callback to that, you know, mass thing that they use in the Winter Soldier. Um and she's in the classic, you know, it's the old school classic Black Widow gear. Um, in the trailers, when she's falling down and with the with the backpack, she's wearing white, not black. Yeah. Did you notice that? Like they 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 completely flipped the script on that. They pulled some punches there, and props to them. You know, they, they were smart enough to be like, "Look, we got to do some fucking bullshit editing around this. That way, they, people don't catch on that. You know, it's a there's a twist in the end." I kind of figured when I saw Romanov just knocked out on the floor, I was like, bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Like, they were just having a good conversation. There's a twist. That's not fucking Melinda. That's Romanov. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I see I see that. I kind of saw... I, I didn't watch and re-watch the trailers for this one, like, a lot. So I kind of didn't remember that exactly. But I can see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about the post credit scene mm-hmm. and what this means for the for the future of the MCU. Because as much as I love, uh, as much as I missed uh, MCU movies, I fucking miss staying after the credits and watching the post credit scene, like genuinely not mm-hmm. knowing what's gonna happen. And we yeah. have this scene where uh, it's post uh, post End Game, and we see Florence Pugh, uh, her character, show up to Natasha Romanoff's grave. And, you know, she's she's there and she's feeling for her sister. And then this character, this, uh, what's her name? Um, Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who we saw play the same character in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. She shows up and she's playing this, uh, this uh, kind of like opposite Nick Fury, but for villains character that she's playing. She's kind of recruiting like a like an alternate Avengers kind of. And we know that she has uh, she has John Walker up her up her up her sleeve, and now she has uh, Florence Pugh, and she tells her, "This is your next target." And I want to deliver she, myself. Yeah, and he goes, "This is the man responsible for your sister's death, and it's Hawkeye." And I guess now she's gonna show up in the Hawkeye show. Uh, 
cool. Uh, I think Florence Pugh could be like the next character to like keep showing up in movies because I think she she's great. I want to see her fight. I fight uh, like in the same team as like a young Avengers. Her Spider Man, Kate Bishop uh, as the new Hawkeye. Uh, maybe Miss Marvel. Um, I'm into it. I like what they're doing. Um, prop since this movie was gonna come out before Falcon and Winter Soldier, I'm guessing we were supposed to meet the Louis Dreyfus character beforehand, like meet her here before meeting her in Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's accurate. Um, yeah. Um, so I guess it doesn't matter now, but mm-hmm. it's cool. I like that we know kind of where this is going next. Like she's being tricked into thinking, oh, he killed your sister. Um, you know, I like I, I like this. I, I want to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. assuming she's probably gonna be the main villain in uh, in Hawkeye the Show. Hawkeye series. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Well, she'll probably be the main villain for like the first three episodes. Yeah. And then like you know, hey, Natty wouldn't have wanted this. You know, blah blah blah. We knew her. And then they're gonna reveal the real villain for Hawkeye, which is I don't fucking know who Hawkeye's main villains are, but yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, White Tiger probably. And if you get that reference, I love you forever. Ain't no law when you're drinking white claws. And <laughs> Boo! I'm sorry. Um, I don't know who the villains in, in, in Hawkeye are gonna be. I just know that you know it's gonna be him training Kate Bishop, and I know he's gonna have a, a Lucky the, the golden retriever dog, which is great because he it's always good when you have a dog in any property. So that's Black Widow. That, that 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 is Marvel's Black Widow. Um, to close up, I think it's highly enjoyable. I think the beginning is a little slow. I think that that's the weakest part of the movie, the the the, the first third. But after that, it just ramps up. It goes up. It's fun. It's great. I think it fits really well between that uh that that, that period between uh Civil War and uh, Spider-Man Homecoming and uh, and uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. If you watch those uh, together, I think it falls really well there. If you ever want to do like a watch along where you watch all the Marvel movies in in chronological order, it, it, it falls into good place. I think it sets up good stuff for the future. I really enjoyed it. I will give this movie like a 3.75 stars out of five. I, I I liked it. It probably cracks my top 10 MCU movies. Um, would I have liked to have seen a full trilogy of Black Widow movies? Hell yeah. Missed opportunity. But hopefully they, it's not a mistake that Marvel and Disney are willing to uh, suffer through again. Um, what do you think? I'm the, again, I'm, I am going to refer. I'm going to still say I'm going to keep this part. OK, this movie is everything Captain Marvel wishes it could have been. It feels like a strong movie, great story. It's not trying to be something. It just is. You know, if there's an argument to be made that we need more women empowerment movies, this is a caption. This is on par to me. This is, and I genuinely mean this as a high compliment. This is on par with Wonder Woman. Like this movie should have been made years ago. This was a great film, a huge missed opportunity. I wanted more Romanov because her history is more complicated than just one story that one movie can tell. There's so much more that I wish we could have had that they should have done. Um, she could have been the in, in equal to Spider-Man as far as her carrying on from the first Avenging team to the second. She goes from you know being the you know the spar the 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 one that can go in the first one all the way to like no I'm the veteran here. Steve's gone. Uh, 
Tony's dead. Hulk is injured. Thor is fucking finding himself. Like, no, like I have to lead. The same role that she kind of played in Endgame where she was kind of leading the world's government to some degree, the world security force, the Avengers. That could have been her. She could have been the senior of like, this is the direction we're going to go and here's why. I've been through this game. I've done this. <sighs> fucking great movie. Missed opportunity, but I'm so glad we at least got one good film out of it. What would you score it? A minus? A? Really? You know what I mean? Probably my favorite. God, this is up there with like Black Panther and Civil War as far as like my favorite like Marvel movie. That's a that's like a one shot. Okay. You know, that, that, that's not like an Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's up there. Uh, I, I like I I and I fuck. I hope this isn't me going overboard. I like it more than than any of the Iron Mans. Iron Man. Wow. Iron Mans. Yeah. Pa- and I think I like it more than any of the Thors too, or the Spider Man. Because I like I like the spy thriller aspect of it. Again, it's it's a great movie with a lot of really good action and fight scenes. These are John Wick level fight scenes, and like again, fucking compliment. Yeah. Chef kisses. If you're listening to us via YouTube, please like and subscribe. We'd greatly appreciate it. If you're listening to us on any social media, you can follow us on any of our links down below. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to hear more about our thoughts on movies, go to therollback.net. I've been Chema. And I've been Eddie. And And this this was the rollback. Signing off with a reminder to get a bidet. Seriously. It's like an air fryer for, for your bathroom and for your butt.